You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey guys, hey, welcome, welcome back to Side Hustle Pro. It's Nikayla, and today in the guest chair, I have Shante Lundy. Shante is the CEO, creator, and founder of Black Girl Sunscreen. In 2016, when Shante became tired of using sunscreen that left a white residue, she decided to leverage her MBA and her knack for business to develop a melanin-friendly option for women who look like us. While working to build awareness for Black Girl Sunscreen, Shante has continued to fuel her passions by traveling the world educating women of color on the importance of wearing sunscreen. Shante has emerged as a thought leader and innovator in the beauty industry, and her success has been chronicled by Forbes, Business Insider, Teen Vogue, InStyle, and countless other national publications. In addition, Black Girl Sunscreen is the first Black-owned sunscreen brand, indie Black-owned sunscreen brand sold in Target's sun care section full-time, and you can also find Black Girl Sunscreen at Ulta, CVS, Walgreens, Macy's.com, and Nordstrom. Let's get right into it. Well, Shantae, welcome, welcome to the guest chair. I'm so glad to have you here and I can't wait to chat. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been kind of uh, interesting to get us connected. <laughs> right, right. With, with, with um, my, my crazy schedule and, you know, even this morning, um, yesterday I had a photo shoot and yeah. uh, my stylist, she did like this top knot kind of fishtail um, uh-huh. do me. And when I got home, it was like itching like crazy. I'm like, oh, this got this pony got to go. Right? <laughs> yes. I literally the ponies go, are so hard. They look so good. But for me, it's like it starts to hurt my brain. It, there's yeah. no like in between. It's just it's just brain hurting tight for it yeah. to look good. And there's so much product. So it's like itching and stuff. Yes. Like, yank it off. And I'm like, all right. I'll just wear my natural hair tomorrow. And your natural and hair is beautiful. Thank you. And I don't wear it often. So mm-hmm. this morning, I'm like having trouble with it. I had trouble yeah. with my hair. And I'm like getting frustrated because I'm like 50 minutes in. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, right, I have, you know, I know what my calendar is. I'm like, I got to get this together. And finally, I just like left the house. So, you know, just it's beautiful. The curls, I see the curl definition and you look gorgeous. So let's let's jump right into this now. What an intro, right? For those of you who don't know Shante, please <laughs> help us to, to learn more about who you are and what you do currently with Black Girl Sunscreen. You know, the story has developed over time. Um, you know, I am the oldest of six. Ah. Um, yeah, both my parents were in the military, so I was born in Fort Knox, Kentucky. Wow. And, uh, spent some time in Germany and uh, was raised in upstate New York and uh, went to school in um, upstate New York as well. And then after I graduated, I moved down to, to South Florida, Miami, to pursue my graduate degree. And uh, while I was doing my graduate work, I worked in um, you know, corporate America for 12 years and uh, mm-hmm. transitioned out because I felt like everything that I was doing just kind of had like reached its max potential. And um, transitioning out has probably been one of the best things that I've ever done in my life because it gave me time to reflect. It gave me mm-hmm. a break because up until that point, my life has been so structured, whether it's you know, getting up and, and this may seem very small and kind of like downplayed, mm-hmm. but 
starting kindergarten, right? Like you're up, you know, seven o'clock in the morning to be at school and you're playing, you're learning, but there's a routine and there's a schedule there. And then you do that for 12 years, right? Up until, you know, 12th grade graduation. And then you do another four years, you do your undergrad. And then I decided to do graduate and then you start working. So for so much of your life, you're going to someone else's beat, mm-hmm. right? So yep. the transition out for me allowed me to think. It allowed me to do nothing. I've never heard it phrased like that, like a transition out. Like you were just sure, like, I'm I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out of this. Did you know at that point exactly what you were going to do and how you were going to make money? Had you started Black Girl Sunscreen? No, I hadn't. And I transitioned out. I went to work and I didn't know that I was going to transition out. I, I decided that that day. <laughs> wait, 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 wait now, Shantae. <laughs> so yeah, this was story. Please share this story. I need to know, was this a your decision transition or a, <laughs> a, a mutual yes. decision? Okay. Yes. It, it started off as mine and then it became kind of mutual mm-hmm. and then it just kind of made sense. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, this is a really hard decision for, for many people, but You know, when I think about people and um, them leaving or even getting terminated, it's a hard decision. And some people are unhappy at their current roles in current organizations and they do nothing about it. And they need that motivation. Yeah. They need that, that push. I didn't need the push. It was just like, okay, all right, this is a difficult conversation, but I'm going to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I haven't looked back since. So it was this decision that, uh, you know, after just a conversation, it was just like, huh, I don't I don't know if I need this. This might be the best thing for me. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Some people never do anything about it. You often hear people complain. We all have the coworkers that complain or maybe, you know, we were the complainers at some point. And then we just go back in day after day. And it's not that you need to all leave or transition out, but what are we doing about making sure we're happy. Like you have the power to choose a different role, a different career path, a different company. So what are you doing to move closer to that rather than staying where you are? And be unhappy or not reach your full potential. Um, I've found that in every organization, there is someone that is talking stuff. Yep. Right. Why are we at that point? You know, that's that's my, my true question. So when did you start Black Girl Sunscreen? At what point? The idea came in about 2015. I didn't do anything about it until 2016. And then we got to market 2017. It takes about 8 to 12 months to actually formulate, to uh, get through testing and all that good stuff. You know, the, I, the ideation came from a space of, okay, are other women of color going to wear this? Yeah. And I didn't use the words women of color in 2015. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest here. Yeah. I used the words black women, yep. black girls. Right. And over time, our vernacular has transitioned because of being inclusive. Mm-hmm. This was a time of black girl magic. And honestly, if black girl magic wasn't a thing, I don't know if black girl sunscreen would be where we are today. Wow. Because there came a sense of empowerment with yes. those words with those words. And it was very clear who it was for. <laughs> in in both respects, right? Black girl right. magic meant let's go black women. We've been doing this for a long time and now we should be recognized for our efforts, for our works, mm-hmm. for the strength that we endure for all of these things that we've just kind of been like overlooked. Yeah. Right. So, you know, with, with that just kind of 
you know, in the backdrop, I always have ideas. Like I have ideas like right now, but I've always had ideas, but I was trained to think that you do this corporate route, you go into these organizations that have benefits and that give you a salary and Mm -hmm. you work your way up to whatever position it is that you want. So to be a so-called entrepreneur, like I didn't know what that meant. I was just starting a product that, or I wanted a product that didn't have me looking crazy or or any uglier than I felt by being a dark-skinned woman, right? That's heavy, yeah. Very. Um, And I wanted to be able to go out in the sun and not think twice about it. And that's how Black Girl Sunscreen came about, by thinking about all those things. So let's talk about the complexion thing for a second. Mm -hmm. You can see me, um, you know, I'm a dark chocolate. I love my complexion now, right? Mm -hmm. But coming up, no, I didn't love my complexion. And honestly, I didn't want to get darker. And the misconception with sunscreen is that it, it prevents you from getting darker and it doesn't. It just prevents you from, you know, getting burned. So when my friends would ask me like, hey, let's go to the beach. My first response is like, well, I'm going to need to buy an umbrella. And, you know, at, at, you know, late twenties, maybe even early thirties, like a beach umbrella for 35 bucks, 40 bucks is, was costly to go to the beach. Like, is it necessary Shante? right? Like, yeah, yeah, it is. It was for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I got color, um, going to rooftop um, parties or barbecues. Well, is there going to be an awning? Cause I want to rent, I want to post up underneath the awning. I said, I want to get darker. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought sun, sunscreen would be the solution to that. No, mm-hmm. that's, that, that wasn't the case at all. But here we are, you know, six, seven years later, and uh, I'm outside whenever I can. Mm-hmm. I love I love my complexion. Getting color is like one of my favorite things. I had some, um, I had some long curly hair and it was like a blonde, brownish color. And um, my stylist was like, okay, we know you like to be in the sun, but... <laughs> <laughs> certain certain hair colors look great on certain complexions. I just come, want you to be my fault. And I'm like, yeah, excuse I don't care, right? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't care. Excuse me? Hmm. So, so Black Girl Century was a combination of just so many thoughts that I had and so many just myths I wanted to bust. And I wanted women of color to feel good and look good while being out in the sun. Why can't we wear sun protection without just looking crazy? And the, the fact of it is that general market brands mm-hmm. pre-2016 said, well, it doesn't matter what you look like with our products on you because it's meant to fight UV protect uh, UV rays. Right. So we're going to give you this and you're going to wear it, take it or leave it. Right. And just just be happy that we you can wear it. Like be purple and be happy. Be blue and be happy. <laughs> but you said this is not going to cut it. is it to find a chemist to formulate your idea you have this idea now did you have a chemistry background how did you find a chemist how easy was that no and it was strategic because i wanted um my chemist and manufacturer and the operations to be in south florida so i was uh, strategic in that standpoint but also very limited so why why south florida well south florida um was strategic because it's close to the port Mm-hmm. Um, the Port of Miami. So if you are sourcing 
or even exporting goods, it limits the, the cost of freight when you are close to a port. So for example, mm-hmm. if I was based in Nebraska or even Georgia, right? And mm-hmm. we have product or product going out, that yep. means it would have to be trucked to the nearest port. And being in Miami, even Fort Lauderdale, we're close to the port. I mean, it's 30 minutes. So how does being close to a port help you? Saves in freight costs. And then turnover in terms of production. So let's say you get a container or a pallet, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. wherever your business is at, yep. it's cleared. I mean, if, if you have certain things dialed in, it can go to your, you know, your filler. It gets filled. I mean, you can ship the next day to your yeah. retailers or to whatever your, your your warehouse to then you know get your product out to your customers so the thought process there was to streamline you know the supply kind of flow okay so the chemist piece now once you were like okay i want this person to be in south florida as well mm-hmm. was that so you could just meet them and um... yeah to be able to pop in and out to see how they're running their business yeah. to just to, to make sure that i'm visible and you know, you don't know how things are going to go when you first start. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, I want to oversee every process. The founder that I am is is very hands-on. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know everything about everything, but I'd like to know a little about everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, departments work in silos, but I'm popping in, you know, trying to figure out, hey, like, what's this going on? What's the update? You know, so even from that perspective, it's understanding what challenges let's say my um, suppliers may have, my chemists may have, or even my my warehouse may have. They're all mm-hmm. in the same spot, 30 minutes apart, and um, they all know each other. So it could be something so simple as like, hey, you know what? We actually can't get a carrier today, but okay. we're going to send somebody from our warehouse in a box truck to go pick up product. Now, we couldn't do that if we had you know, operations in different states. Right. And then when you were actually going to find this person, I'm always curious, where did you start? Did you just Google chemist in South Florida? <laughs> uh, yeah, more, more keywords than that. Um, mm-hmm. But chemist, sunscreen, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, manufacturer, South Florida, right? To kind of broaden it too. Yeah. So yes, those are the keywords. And I did use Google heavily. And even though social has become very informal now yeah right where people are constantly sliding into each other's dms and it's like all right let's move it over to email right uh, yep I, yep yep <laughs> I, I, I was that person, a little too but, casual for me now you yeah, know yeah, the dms yeah. it's nuance it's nuance you, you can start something there but you can't really try to do business you know it also hadn't gotten to where it is today in 2016 right right, right. sliding into businesses dms Mm-hmm. So Google was the place that I went. It wasn't, you know, Instagram. It wasn't yeah, even yeah. referrals because I don't know too many people that play in the sunscreen sandbox. Moving back into the whole development of the product piece, I'm curious to know how the funding piece worked for you, financing this. I think that's a piece that intimidates people a little bit. Like they think they have to have tens of thousands of dollars. How much did it cost to get started? And where did you get the money from? Um, SunCare is expensive. I saved my money from my corporate positions, not knowing what I would ever spend it on. Mm -hmm. And... I started Black Girl Sunscreen with $33,000. 
and my minimum order was 5,000 units. So even our minimums are a little bit higher than most industries. You can run, I think, um, certain products on 500 units, 1,000 units, and ours was 5,000. So to jump in that space, in that category, it does cost a little bit. By the way, when you say minimum order quantity, you're talking about the amount the manufacturers require you to order before they'll work with you, right? Not like you were fulfilling for a store yet. Okay. Um, I wasn't to the point where we were able to prove the concept. So raising money hadn't even crossed my mind. It was, okay, I have this money. What do I want to do with it? I don't want to continue to live in Los Angeles and blow it. Because yeah. I was that person for four months. I didn't work. So I just depleted my savings. Oh. And um, I'm not too much of a planner. I think that things will just happen. And that <laughs> was my reality. I was yeah. like, I'm not, you know, some people will say like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to save this $33,000 or $35,000 for retirement. I'm like, well, I'm in my early 30s. Like, yeah, retire. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> to do this and then maybe I'll retire you know I can retire sooner and that was my thought process I I didn't have a fear I didn't have a fear of losing the money I didn't have a fear of you know not making it work it was like well this is the money I saved now I'm going to go harder right I'm going to go harder now not everybody has the luxury to save Mm -hmm. they don't so I've seen crowdfunding I've seen um, friends and family donate I've seen raising right up front by the way, when you say minimum order quantity, you're talking about the amount the manufacturers require you to order before they'll work with you, right? Not like you were fulfilling for a store yet. Okay. So now let's talk about this whole, you you said it yourself, proving concept. What does that mean? And how did you go about doing that? So the, the concept was unproven because typically, not typically, Black people weren't wearing sunscreen, hmm. right? So- I mean, today, as we go out and try to raise a second round, we're still, we're proven, the concept is proven because we're in 10,000 doors across the United States and eight retailers. Mm -hmm. So the concept is proven, but what does that actually mean? It means that people need to buy your product. You know, uh, it's unfortunate that validation may come from a corporation, like going into a major retailer. Then folks um, start to see like, oh, well, you're not this company that's being ran out of your basement, or maybe you yeah. still are, but you've secured this pro- this 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 huge partnership, right? Um, so somebody believes in you. Somebody is saying that it's real. Uh, proof of concept is 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 growing your customer base and having people um, show that your product works. Yes, in a big way. So that takes patience and time. We started in 2016. Our first retailer came in 2019. And everyone's path is very different and their journey looks different. You are so right about that. I I definitely heard about you in 2019 for the first time. And I was like, where has this been all my life? Because when you initially said Black people weren't wearing sunscreen, I was like, what are you talking about, Shante? Somebody was wearing sunscreen. But then I remembered I went on a trip. I was in the freaking Mediterranean in 2015, oh no, 2013. And I remember, you know, I put on a little bit, but my concern was this is going to not match my makeup and I'm going to look crazy in these pictures. (laughs) So I'm in the blazing sun, no sunscreen protection. And I look back and I just kick myself. So you're so right, because we didn't have something that worked with our skin tone. And and even, you know, we talk about raising capital and, and improving concept. Yes. Black Girl Sunscreen is creating the data mm-hmm. today as we speak 
Because yep. when, I, when I started, there was no data to go off of. When we're looking at, let's just use, you know, the United States, we're right. looking at the lighter skin population. So that mm-hmm. doesn't, that's not applicable to, to our demo. Yes. Right. So it would have been, I think, extremely difficult to go out with this concept and get any type of funds. So we did it by our D to C sales, direct to consumer, right off of the website. And that amount of sales is what said, hey, somebody cares. Somebody's interested. Somebody's buying it. Here's how we can expand. Here's the plan. You hear that? That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the e-commerce platform with everything you need to run a successful online business. I use Shopify to sell my Side Hustle Pro merch over on SideHustleShop.co. And if you have a signature gold Side Hustle Pro mug, then it came from my Shopify store. I love Shopify because Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling gold mugs or candles, start selling with Shopify and join the platform, simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you can customize your online store to your brand discover new customers, and build the relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. This podcast actually started as a side hustle, as you know, and it's now my full-time job and running my shop on Shopify helps make this possible. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash hustle pro. Go to shopify.com slash hustle pro to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash hustle pro. How did you start to raise awareness, you know, in that three year span before you got into the retailer? What was the marketing strategy, the go to market strategy to really get people to start purchasing? The strategy was to penetrate the regional market. So South Florida, right? We're in the sunny state. You would think that everybody wears sunscreen. Nope, they don't. The AIDS Foundation walk. And I, and I love this organization because health is health. Yes. And um, I'm on the beach and people are, it's like a hundred degrees and we're doing a walk and people are not wearing sunscreen in South Florida. So for me, the strategy was how do we get this population to believe, to, to see the benefits, to understand the repercussions if they don't. So mm-hmm. going out to every event that we possibly could, it didn't matter if there were 50 people, 10 people or 500 people, we wanted to be in the space. And we talked to everyone. It didn't matter if a person gave us a side eye or just like, no, I don't have time. And that's okay, right? But somebody will stop and listen to you. And somebody, that somebody may tell 
their friend, their relative, a coworker, whoever. The philosophy today at Black Girl Sunscreen is make sure when you have a conversation that you leave that person as an advocate. They don't have to purchase. They don't have to follow us on social, but they will say, man, I just met this amazing person from this amazing company and they are doing amazing work. Because it could be a lighter skin complexion person and they may not think that the product is for them. But you know what? They may have that black friend. They may have that person of color that they're like, wait, you're not wearing sunscreen? I was just given a whole lesson. (laughs) Yeah. So our, so our strategy then was to be community-based. It's still our strategy today okay. to be in places where you don't typically see corporations. How big was your team at this point? Oh, when, oh yeah. one, one, two, three people. Were you able to pay people? Um, what was important to me was the web developer. And then I had a social media kind of manager. She was based in Hong Kong. Wow. And I outsourced that, that role. Um, to her, she uh, she just graduated from medical school. I'm wow. so proud and happy for her. Yeah, but you know she was posting 14 hours ahead. But you know she was up, you know two three in the morning trying to get the graphics. And I appreciated this young woman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. So her, it, it was what I could afford at the time too, right? But by, by mm-hmm. outsourcing, it was me, her, and then our web developer. And then when I had to do events, I had to ask friends, like and family, like, hey, do you think you could show up? And yeah. there were a lot of times where it was a no. There were times where it was like, yeah, I'm going to come day of no show and oh. I'm lugging, you know, the activation stuff and, you know, pitching up the the um, the pavilion and putting on the tablecloths and just telling myself, this is how I know I can do it, Shantae. If you can if you can go out here and pitch this tent and then talk to people with a smile on your face, get a couple of sales, you're going to get there. Yes. So uh, the team started off with really just me and, and it continued to grow. We're currently a team of 16 right now, and there's still gaps. We still okay. have blind spots. It's tough. I mean, it's it's so hard. There's just so many things you, you're learning as you go. And then there's the money piece, right? So you can't hire for what you can't pay for. So as you were making money, you know, as you're starting to grow, what were some of the things you were investing in first? Were you paying yourself or were you, you know, just trying to reinvest back into the business and grow as fast as you could? The discipline is important when um, you're starting a company. Um, because you have a few sales doesn't mean you just go and fire, ex- extinguish it out. Yeah, There has to be a reinvestment and there also has to be a sacrifice on your own personal things. Yeah. So does that mean that Shantae gets her nails done every two weeks or one week? Now it might be three weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, what are some of the things that can just go on pause until we get things up and running? No, Shantae did not pay herself. And I do speak in third person because I'm, <laughs> I'm not even talking about me. Okay? Yeah. The thing about Shantae. So, no, Shantae was not getting paid until 2020. Mm. And everything went back into the business from invent- an inventory perspective to a mark to marketing to deciding what events we can get to yeah. i mean uh first time i went to essence fest was in 2019 because because oh. after that was COVID, yeah and i was living in miami and i really wanted to go and the flights were astronomical so i calculated the drive and it was like 10 hours i was like all right i'm gonna rent a car i'm gonna put my my um you know cases of sunscreen in the back of the the, uh, the minivan or whatever it was 
bring the tablecloth, bring the, the pop-up tube. And um, I had a professional friend take a ride. We found a hotel. The hotels were so costly, but we wanted to make it work. So we stayed 40 minutes outside of the, um, you know, where the main attractions were. And we just drove back and forth, you know, in the top of the morning, end of the morning, and then back to do the activities because we wanted to, we needed to, we wanted to be there. And that's what it takes is what are those sacrifices? How hard are you willing to go? Oh, that is real. I love that you shared that story. You know what I'm also curious about? Since you were bringing product to Essence Fest, how many prototypes did it take you? Like you have such a beautiful packaging, um, especially that signature, that original, well, to me, original black with the gold letters. How long did it take to get to that look and feel? Um. Sometime, <laughs> uh, you know, people have this uh, this like connotation of graphic designer. It has to be like this big professional thing. And I started that route. And uh, funny enough, the the renderings that I was getting that we're just talking about the logo at first mm-hmm. was a woman with an afro. <laughs> Can't be black without a woman with an afro. <laughs> First of all, I, I wear my hair long, I, you know, you know what I mean? I wear ponytail. Yeah. Like, right. ah, this doesn't work. And then I went on this website and, um, of course, outsourced it. 25 bucks. And this man gave me like six options. I'm like, okay, let's, let's build off of this one. We mm-hmm. narrowed some lines, made some lines bolder, and boom, came up with the logo of Black Girl Sunscreen. So it's the B. The, the G and then the S in the middle. And people ask me like, hey, is that S for Shantae? Was that strategic? <laughs> you know? I'm like, you know, I never even saw the S as Shantae. Right, I right. saw it as Black Girl Sunscreen only. Right? So that's how I, 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 like, you get a sense of like, yeah, it's not, it's not a Shantae brand. Mm-hmm. Like, this is for, for the, for the people. This is for the women. Yes. Um, so that was one piece of it. And now the colors was intentional. The black and the gold was intentional. So the research that I did was, all right, who are the players? How are they selling? Why are they selling? Mm-hmm. Sunscreen is seen as this fun, bright product, especially on shelves. White, right. orange, yellow, blue, bleh, a little bit of pink, depending on the brand. I said, okay, we, we got to do it differently, right? How do we elevate our look? How do we elevate the concept of sunscreen? And first of all, gold is so luxurious. It looks so great on our skin. I said, we're going to add gold. Mm-hmm. And the packaging, I'm not seeing a lot of cosmetic products in black. What does that mean for the consumer's psyche? What What do these colors actually say? So we launched in black and gold based off of luxury, strength, yes. royalty. Love it. And did you do a targeted influencer or celebrity play because when I started to see it, I started to see more and more influencers with it. And that's how I actually first heard about it. Not intentionally. We didn't have the budget. My thought was give product to whoever is willing to try it, but we didn't outright pay anyone to Mm -hmm. endorse the product, if you will. However, our first paid influencer was Katie K. D. Mm-hmm. Albert. Ah, uh, uh-huh. yes. From um, she's been in music videos, 
she was in a couple films anyway. She was our first one. <laughs> She's still on our page today if you scroll down. We didn't have an influencer marketing strategy because what our intention was is this is for the people. This is for the everyday woman, yeah. right? This is why Shantae is not the face of the brand because what we are learning is that, well, if I look like this, then it's probably for me. If I don't look like this, then it's probably not for me. Still today, we have our letters can counterpart to asking, well, um, like a Filipino woman, hey, can I yeah. use black girl sunscreen? And we're like, it's for women of color. Yeah. But honestly, if it's great for rich complexions, it's definitely great for fairer complexions. So that was important to us that it wasn't just an influencer that, you know, was the face of the brand. Mm-hmm. It is for all women, regardless yes. of what you look like. If yes. you identify as a woman of color and you struggle with finding a sunscreen that doesn't give you a flashback or white residue or rubs in completely, this is for you. Now, have you raised money? And if so, what stage did you uh, start to target that as a route to raise capital? We raised in 2020. We actually secured the finances in 2020. We um, started to initiate conversations in 2019. Um, It probably took about seven conversations and four connections. And the reason why I say that is because conversations lead to connections. So Hey, this person knows this person that knows this person that knows that person. And that's how we were able to find our investor. And um, it took quite a a bit of conversations. Mm -hmm. It was not an easy sell. And even today, with our track record, it's still not an easy sell. How did you decide on that particular investor? Like it sounds like, well, the way you're describing it sounds like kind of a uh, zeroed in rather than kind of going the route of going on the road, the road shows what like, and, you know, pitching many, many VCs and trying to get as much investment as possible. It was important that this person believed in Shantae and in Black Girl Sunscreen. And that's what came across. Our intentions right. seemed, yes, pro-investor, but also pro-business because if we don't do well, then she doesn't, there's no return on the money, right? Right. So also understanding like, oh, this is a no-brainer. Anyone that passes up on this, <laughs> like, you know, and that's what you yeah. need is yeah. someone not with blinders that or that's biased, but it's just so excited. Mm-hmm. And someone that is going to advocate for you, even if they're not on a Zoom call with you, they're out with their friends and family. Like, oh my gosh, the founder's amazing. The company is doing really cool things. They're very um, progressive and forward thinking, yeah. right? Like that's how we were able to say, let's shake hands and let's do this deal. And not everybody is as fortunate. We didn't pitch VCs because yeah. we weren't at that stage. We didn't want a machine. We wanted to, to dabble, right? Okay. And honestly, for me, it has been a journey to even understand what people bring to the table when Mm. they have invested money and can have a say in how the business is ran. So maybe starting off with maybe one person as opposed to a group of people could be strategy for some. Absolutely. And, you know, giving yourself that time to truly understand what this will mean for your business too. That, that to me sounds very, very smart. And um, what has changed in your business since you took on an investor? Um, I think relationships, um, relationships, and then also someone that's 
able to see the picture from the, the picture, the business from, <laughs> you know, just, just um, not being in the weeds. Right. So if there, if there are issues and I'm like, hey, this just came up, there's someone with some resources that are not running the day to day that are like, hey, here's five options. Go ahead and make a decision. Okay. Right. So those are some of the benefits for me. And that's how my business has changed in sense of it's a different perspective from a different walk of life, but with the same intention that I have. So how did you get into targets? By working extremely diligently on social, by um, having reviewers write articles on us and Google Visibility is important as yes. a business. Yes. And buyers and retailers are constantly looking for new innovations, new products. And we got a call from them. Ooh. So fun fact about Black Girl Sunscreen is yes. we hadn't, out of all the retailers, we hadn't pitched to anyone. They came to us. And we are so fortunate to be in that position. It feels so good right? Because that means that our message is resonating. Yeah. That means that we are bringing some energy and some life back into sun care. And we are having the consumer look at it in a different way. Yes. I love that. It's that brand awareness play, which is so important. And again, it's something that's nuanced because when you're trying to figure out where to spend your time, it can feel like, ah, this doesn't matter. It's about the business, blah, blah, blah. But you mentioned it, SEO, like you coming up in search terms, like I can't imagine what would come before you for, you know, when you're searching for sunscreen for black girls, right? Sunscreen for dark skin. And it's just that nothing, nothing. It it does. I mean, it will come up the general market brands, but like we know that that is a brand that's been playing the space for years. So Mm -hmm. Well, does that speak to me? Right. Not me. No, we've tried that before. And and, and how did you get prepared for Target? Because we hear all the time, even on this show, about the order quantities that you have to meet. You know, did you start out with less stores? Did you have a say in that? How did you get ready for this new level? Crawl, walk, run has been the strategy of um, Black Girl Sunscreen for years. And it's important to understand what you can handle Mm. and your capacity and what it's like to do business with now, you know, people that mm, you think is not your boss, but do have a say, right? Yes, yes, yes. You know, so I think that, you know, um, with the crawl, walk, run approach is if you're crawling, sure, it's appropriate to start with, I don't know, 200 doors, 300 doors, whatever that, that door count looks like to understand what the flow, how long, how long it takes. You can receive a purchase order, but mm-hmm. you have to fund that purchase order before you even get paid, yeah. right? And then let's say there are hiccups within the purchase order, chargebacks, defectives. How do you fund that? So for me, I wouldn't have done it any different than starting with 250 doors in markets that reflect and align with our brand then jumping up to 800 doors and then being full chain three Mm. years in. You said full chain? Black Girl Sunscreen is full chain in Target, yes. Ah, okay, so in every single Target? Correct. Oh my God, that's awesome. That is amazing. But you scaled to that, you grew to that. Yeah, right. Not just in in Target, but we're in Ulta, we're in Walgreens, we're in CVS, 
we're in Nordstrom Rack, we're in Macy's. So there's scaling in, in many different retailers, mm-hmm. but you still have to understand what that feels like. So not even just from a supply standpoint, but like right. an internal standpoint, who who in your team is overseeing these type of accounts? Right. Who's the contact person? How skilled are they? Yeah. What does that marketing look like? When you go on these bigger brands, the con- conglomerates, they're not sourcing customers to let's just say Nordstrom to the perfume counters, they expect you to to just buy it, right? But here we are as growing businesses and small businesses, posting about our retailers that we're in, you know, telling our customers to go and um, purchase. It's a really interesting strategy because it takes away from your, your, your website. Yeah. Right? So you have to find this balance of sales and how to direct sales. So even that is a learning experience. How are you navigating that? We are, we want to be good and strong partners to all of our retailers and we show love because we want them to reciprocate. Yes. And um, we also want our consumers to know where, where they can find us other than just online. I think, you know, understanding consumer behavior is interesting because, you know, are people going to individual websites to purchase or are they going to one website to then fill a cart? Right. And and recognizing that is, is you, you need to know that, like what's going to draw somebody to your website. So we don't have an issue with it now, but I think eventually at some point, like we may not have to name drop where we're found because people know that already. Right. Like, you, you know, expect you it. yeah, you know, exactly. you your favorite perfume. So, yeah, that's really that's a very interesting point. And wow, I'm still like my mind is still on full chain. Like, oh, my gosh, how? You said there's 16 people on your team now, right? Yes. Is that what you said? Okay. <laughs> I am trying to understand, Shantae, the kind of support and team you have in place to support the type of trajectory that you're on right now and, and the growth and scale of your business. How are you doing this? <laughs> you with a smile on my face. Uh, with a smile on my face and yeah. honestly... These conversations help, yeah. right? Because for this hour, it will take my mind off of whatever is happening outside of my office. Yeah, And it brings us back to, you know, the core mission and vision of the business and how it does resonate with so many different people and how hopefully my thoughts and my story will help someone that is trying to do something, something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So how are we doing it? We're doing it patiently with excellence. Yes. Yes. Patience with excellence and realizing that competitors will come in the space. And that's yeah. okay because we need to hold hands to grow the market, right? We're not rattled by a new brand. It's okay yeah. because no one is Black Girl Sunscreen. No one is Shantae. No one, no no one, one. knows what's going on in my thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And if I do share it, they can't do it the way we're going to do it. Right. So with that, it is empowering women of color, right? Mm-hmm. The company is comprised of at least 99% women of color yep. to do their best here, right? We want to give opportunity to junior junior professionals, some seasoned, but to make a difference, mm-hmm. to do something that is impactful, that is literally changing a mindset in the world. Before we jump into the lightning round, I would love to know, how have you And what tools or companies have you used to help you manage things like now supporting full-time employees, HR, and those kind of things that coming in as a business owner, you might not have been thinking about? (laughs) 
I can't even plug these people. So <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I can't plug anybody. But okay. I will say that I'm going to talk about a win and something that mm-hmm. has made me very excited over the last couple of months. So yes. most companies um, use QuickBooks for their accounting yes. and for um, reconciling and invoicing and, and all these things. Black Girl Sunscreen, we have just transitioned to SAP. Okay. Right, which is a very yeah. advanced and robust accounting system that integrates, um, you know, inventory. I mean, you do everything in the system. It li- minimum implementation is four months, right? Mm-hmm. So, though that's one of the tools that Black Girl Sunscreen is using to run a business that has integrity. All right, now, yeah, SAP. That sounds official and expensive. <laughs> so, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, on, on making that transition. <laughs> so now we're going to jump into the lightning round. Shante, you just answer the very first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So number one, what's the top resource that comes to mind when you think of what has been a game changing resource in your business? I mean, the people, our, our people are the resources, mm. um, you know, them having the, the bomb ass ideas yes. and saying like, oh, did you see this? Like, oh, let's do it this way. Or, hey, we're going to go do this walkthrough or, oh, let's wear these shirts. Like, honestly, like we need everyone on our team to, to perform at a high level. All cylinders must be going. Yes. And the, the humans are the resources that has really helped the business. Mm. Love that. Number two, who is a non-celebrity Black woman entrepreneur who you admire, who, you know, you strive to emulate or you just would trade places with for a day and why? Never trade places with anyone. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to switch up my whole question. Thank you, Shante. Uh, <laughs> n- n- never trade places with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some women that I would love to pick their brain that are non-celebrity. So, okay. um, you know, Sarah Blakely, she's a celebrity in her own her own right. She sold yeah. her business that she built for 20 years and yeah. is doing it as a mom. But there are some, you know, infrastructure questions that I have, uh-huh. you know, how did you, how do you navigate through these challenges? Like how, how did you build your business internally? Like who, who were your first hires, whatever. And then I can transition to even my competitor, yeah. the, the founder of the brand that we are compared to the most, right. They're a top performing brand. They're not in many stores, but, they have a lot of market share. How are how are you doing this on a day to day? Right, yeah. we're here trying to conquer this same battle. Yeah, that's great. Um, number three, what's a non negotiable part of your day these days? Um, a non negotiable um, is is probably me just getting in the mirror and and just reaffirming that I'm going to get through the day. And mm-hmm. every day, I tell myself that. Yes. Now, number four, what is a personal habit that you think has significantly contributed to all of your success? Being optimistic. Love that. And then finally, please give us some parting advice for fellow Black women entrepreneurs and side hustlers who are tempted to give up, who are tired of not having that steady paycheck (laughs) or just scared of losing it if they go out and do their business idea. Um, Well, my first piece of advice is the crawl, walk, run strategy, because sometimes we want to sprint and we Mm -hmm. need to really figure things out and really create that that foundation so there's no cracks in it. You can't fall through it. Um, My second piece of advice is follow your intuition. Mm -hmm. 
that's important. And I don't base, it sounds crazy. I don't base any of my decisions off data or logic. Wait, what now? (laughs) Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So what do you base it off of? Feeling, feeling. Uh, All right. This, this feels good to me. It feels great. Yeah. Okay. It looks, it looks like it makes sense. Let's do it. Well, it, that seems like it's working for you and it's all about what works for you. So, but we have other people do that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, dig into numbers, analyze, you know, trends, do, yeah. do the research. I mean, black girl sunscreen is here with no data. Yeah. Not many people would do something like that without having proof. Yeah. There's no proof of, of, of concept. And I said, well, I don't need the proof. I want this, mm-hmm. that I did what my soul told me to do. Right. So that's how I lead the business. Love it. So you guys, that is Shantae, founder of Black Girl Sunscreen. Where can we connect with you and Black Girl Sunscreen after this episode? Yeah, so it's important that if anybody does want to have a conversation with me um, and just needs a soundboard or an extra set of ears, uh, you can send a message to contact at Black Girl Sunscreen. Okay. Attention, Francis, and she'll get you on the calendar. Um, and I think it's important that we leave it at that because this is not to promote Ashante, but Black Girl Sunscreen is across the United States and, you know, four major retailers. Yes. And then you can always find the product on blackgirlsunscreen.com. All right, guys. And there you have it. Thank you so much for being the guest chair. And I will talk to you guys next week. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six foot Saturday newsletter at SideHustlePro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you'll receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.